0: everyone. Hello. <laughs> this is what they call Dr. First Lady Tia Cruz and
1: I'm Bishop Donald Cruz.
0: Yeah, Dr. First Lady Tia Cruz. That's kind of a long name, but what do you think?
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: You like it? All right. Yeah, I'm getting used to it. But so we want to welcome you to this episode of Empowerment Today. Um, we just going to get into a discussion um, just about a topic I think can really just touch on everybody. Matter of fact, I didn't even come up with the topic. You know, um, my husband was inspired. I walked at the kitchen table and I said, oh, I guess we're talking about that next time. And so mm-hmm. I am, um, I'm very excited to get into discussion of what the Lord has led him to. And matter of fact, I want to start off this episode by by asking you, honey, um, what led you to the topic of hesitation?
1: Well, I was kind of reminiscing, reminiscing and thinking about some things in life, how I was hesitant to make moves. I mean, you remember years ago, I'm kind of a historical buff. You know, I like history. And so um, I was going to write a book. I had a lot of information, but I got too much information and could not put it all together to make it flow into a book. And we had this family reunion and about five or 600 people showed up. And if I'd had that book ready when all the interest was there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I could have sold, I say 600, but I could probably could have sold about 400 copies. Wow. I missed out on opportunity um, because I hesitated. I hesitated to write. I hesitated because I got busy. I was the chairperson planning the thing and we were going all out of state and all of this. And so uh, trying to do all these meetings and trying to get a facility doing all of these things, I got too busy. And did not finish what I should have. Mm-hmm. So, hesitation cost me uh, something that would have given me increase and could, at the time, could have made some financial things better in my life, but also would have connected me to people who now I lost connection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, I uh, always felt a little, little sad, <laughs> you know, when we think about missed opportunities, although we shouldn't regret, you know, we should reflect and, be able to take that experience and move on. Right. And went on to live in regret. Um, But there was a little
1: feeling like, wow, because it's important about timing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I still write the same information, the same story, but I don't know if I would have as much interest as I had then. Right. Because some of those people have gone on to be with the Lord who are really interested, who have encouraged the children. Who now their children may not even be interested, you know. And so it was it was understanding my timing. The timing was right to do that. And some things we especially visionaries, we see ahead of time. And we can see in the future and we can see mm-hmm. what really we get really passionate about. But we're out of timing. It's not the timing for the folk who need to connect with what we see. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we think we it was a failed project, it was a failed venture, when really it wasn't a failed project or a failed venture. It was really not the right time. You could come back around five years later and try the same thing and it would be a smashing success. Right,
0: right. Yeah. You know, I um. I want you to just, you know, just tell us what the Lord said. What did God say to you about hesitation? What is it that we need
1: to know on how to how to break the barrier of hesitation? Well, the first thing I did, I, I started I looked it up. I started. said, so let me see. Let me see how hesitation is defined, because mm-hmm. sometimes we can have in our own mind some preconceived, you know, thought. Or maybe, and then some of that times that thought is a misinformation. Mm -hmm. And so I looked it up and it said, it's a delay due to uncertainty of mind. And it said, or fear. So then I said, okay, Mm -hmm. it's a delay due to uncertainty of mind. It's a delay uh, due to uncertainty or fear. Mm -hmm. You know, it's stalling, it's waiting. And sometimes we think waiting is using wisdom. And sometimes we got to know the difference between is waiting using wisdom or is waiting because we're wavering in our faith.
0: Mm.
1: Wisdom waiting or wavering waiting. That's Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I like that. (laughs) And so, you know, you have to understand the difference because there is a wisdom that we need when we need to wait. Because you cannot just jump into something without having counted the cost, without having uh, done some homework, background, you know, uh, background checks, information, those kinds of things. Because then you could jump into something, even though it was a good idea, it just wisdom says not right now. Right. And so, you know, but when we're waiting and we're wavering,
2: because
1: mm-hmm. waiting means this. Waiting is not just sitting around being idle,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, sitting around just kind of like in spacing with your thoughts. Waiting comes from like waiting tables, like a waiter or waitress. You are serving. The waiter comes in or the waitress comes in. They serve you when you go to the restaurant. They're waiting on you. They're serving. So we're waiting on God. We're serving Mm -hmm. while we wait on God to thrust us into something, open something up for us to move into the thing that he's shown us.
0: That's good. Mhm. Mhm. Whereas wavering, you know, when I think of the word wavering, I think of a wave.
1: Yeah. It's up
0: and down, in and out, not stable. Yeah. We on
1: the, we live on the coast, so we we understand waves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, does that connect with what wavering waiting is? That kind of up and down, it does in and out?
1: wavering. Matter of fact, James one six says, "But let him ask in faith." nothing wavering, Mm. for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Ah. But in Hebrew says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. So, Mm. you know, waves, since we live on the coast and I grew up here all my life, basically, except for several years of living away, well, maybe about 20 years of moving away. um, You know, surfers, Surfers like good waves, right? When there are no waves, they say we can't surf well today, but they like good waves and they like they like the big waves. And sometimes we think just because we waver, like with little waves, that that's not bad. But but anytime we waver, uh, James said you can't get anything from God. Nothing's going to happen. And wavering means that you get in fear about what you anticipate doing. Mm-hmm. So it may cause you to hesitate because you're wavering. You what you got excited about, what you saw, what you prayed about, what you even heard. And those are prophetic, maybe what was prophesied to you, what you prophetically declared in the spirit. You 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 um you you all of a sudden some dark of of of, of doubt an arrow of doubt is thrown at you and it hits your mind and you can hesitate. You stop and say, okay, did it sound good? It was really good. It was a good idea. But I, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm trying to bite off too much. Maybe I'm trying to do too much. But I found out whenever it comes to vision, vision is always greater than what we have, mm-hmm. greater than what we think we have access to. It's some most of the time greater than our resources.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because if it's not, it's just a project.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: vision vision makes you go ahead. God never gave anybody vision in the in the in the Bible who didn't need other folks to help them get that vision done that Nehemiah needed somebody to help him build a wall mm-hmm. Jehoshaphat needs some people to go out with a battle Gideon needed some warriors, warriors to go out to battle uh, you know whatever he asks you to do he's always give you always there's always a job bigger than uh what you what you have you know and so. That's what we said. Don't waver and don't be hesitant because it looks bigger than what you think you can do. You just have to have just got to kind of relax, relax in it, in the fact that like Hebrew says, He's faithful they promised it. Yeah. If He promised it, He's going to do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we hesitate, and I just think we miss out on seasons. Sometimes we just miss out on,
0: yeah. on times in our lives. I feel like some of our listeners might have the same question or thought. How can you tell the difference between fear or being hesitant and wisdom?
1: Well, what I don't what what thing I don't fear, I can rest at night.
2: Mm-hmm, I'm good. not anxious. Mm-hmm.
1: I put less work into trying to see how I can make it happen. Mm-hmm. I'm confident in the fact it will happen. I wait on instructions. I'm not anxious for instructions. Mm-hmm. I wait on instructions. What does God want me to do? I get up every day and I avail myself to make myself uh, uh, available to Him to say, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do today, here I am. Use me for Your glory. Use my hands. Use my mouth. Let my ears hear, my eyes see. Let me speak those things that you want me to speak,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and whatever those things come, I move with them. If nothing comes and I don't move, it, I don't move with it. So if when I'm wavering, I'm trying to figure out every waking moment how can I make this thing happen, because I believe I have to do something to make it happen. But when it's when it's God, I don't have to do. I only do only what He says. He doesn't need my help to make it happen. He doesn't need my help to cause a, a conference to work mm-hmm. that he told me to do. All he needs me to do is do get do the work. But I don't have to come up with who do I need to get, how do I need to get this. I wait on him. He shows me. I it's a it's a knowing down in your spirit mm-hmm. that you know what to do. I remember during a conference in Raleigh before, I mean it was like way, it was it's very expensive, you know, you know, asking some people to come from way across other states and all of that. Whoever he showed me, the administrator, I said, I need I want these people. She got on the phone, she talked, she called, she 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 negotiated. We we flew them in. We got we, we had something with the Hilton, everything was set, Mary, everything was set up. It was it was now I'm gonna tell you, I wavered
2: mm-hmm. during the
1: conference because some people backed out on me and I was concerned like where is the money coming from? I wavered. I did what you told me to do but I don't see the provision.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, at the close of the conference, things were worked out in such a way that nothing was done illegally. I didn't get locked up. It, 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 it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. It just didn't work like I wanted it to work. It worked differently, but it ended up working anyway. So I wasn't wavering at all in doing what he said, but when I got towards the end of that thing, I started wavering because I was kind of like, I, I don't I don't know where the money's coming from, and one group that came to sing for us was pretty much like you flew us in you you fed us, you put us in a room, and they charged me nothing wow, and they yeah, they charged me nothing and they went back one a singer uh, didn't show up, and we had to pay money half of the 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 cost up front, but it spared me the other half because um, I didn't have to pay it because she didn't come. Mm-hmm. So then that was another little something cut. So it was like, it was like somehow it all worked. It all worked out. What I tried to worry about right at the end of it, right at the end of it. And and looking back now, I was thinking, how in the world did I do this and not even waver? Because he who promised it is faithful.
2: Right.
1: He did it. He was going to do it. He wanted to know, are you willing to do it? Can you do it? Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you the funny thing was some of them came because they thought I was uh, a bishop from Atlanta. Somebody with this, this bishop, Crooms, whoever he was. I'm thanking God for him, whoever he was. <laughs> That's who they thought I was. So they they didn't even know me. I didn't know them. But they came because say said, you're the man, you're the bishop from Atlanta, aren't you? And I was like, no. They said, oh, you're not, you're not Bishop Cromes from Atlanta. I was like, no. They're like, we thought you're Bishop. I said, well, I'm glad you're here. And so we're glad we're here. And that's, it just, it just went like that. So it's kind of like, God just set me up with whoever this Bishop was. He has such a good reputation. They were willing to come, Then, not you actually know. We had the little letters and stuff, but they still somehow they confused me with him and just came to North Carolina. They thought he had moved to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> How
0: funny is that, right? And so you could have hesitated. You know? Well, I
1: clipped, I clipped the coupons off of that one. I just think.
0: <laughs> so it seems like, just based on what you're saying, that hesitation is really an emotional reaction.
1: It is. It is. It's controlled by feelings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we know faith and feelings never, almost always never go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus will ask you to do something that you, your feelings say, how? But your spirit says, it is so. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we 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 can't you know we can't go on feelings when we need to use our faith. It never it never replaces. It's like the old car washes where you put in tokens. Mm-hmm. Now you got to put money in. It's, they even got where you can put your your uh your card in. Mm-hmm. It's like just swipe your card and it can just and put in your little debit number or whatever. Uh, pin number and it'll just it'll just take you it takes you you can go through the car wash used to be you couldn't do that you just had to use tokens so it's like trying to go to a car wash that has been updated Mm. but you're trying to operate with tokens that don't fit
0: wow
1: you know when you're moving in feelings it won't fit when you need to go to make a deposit there's nothing to put there Mm -hmm. because feelings will change
2: that's right. feelings
1: go from happy to sad to to mellow to melancholy it can just move all over the place from like away like away wavering like away like away
0: yeah yeah that's good well this is this is um very good about talking about this hesitation and how to how to overcome it. So do you have any other nuggets you want to leave with our listeners about how to overcome hesitation? I think
1: overcoming hesitation is remind yourself of what the promises of God says about you, about what He's called you to do, your purpose, and when you know it's the right timing, even when it seems like things are not coming together, you keep reminding yourself, this is what God requires of me. Mm-hmm. This is what He's asked of me, And you find you some scriptures that fit what you need. If it's fear, then you begin to you begin to declare 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And if you have to say that every time doubt pops up in your head, you start saying, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. If you want to get personal? God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you keep saying it. You just be like that little engine, I think I can, I think I can, mm-hmm. until you start saying, I know I can. And you just you just keep speaking it to yourself. Because sometimes where we want to know, I mean, we kind of think people have a mental problem when they talk to themselves. But the scripture, meditating is nothing but mutter, muttering to yourself, speaking to yourself, you know, reciting it over and over in your head, memorizing it. Mm-hmm. That's what meditating is. And so sometimes your weapon has to be that you start to speak to yourself. You start to encourage yourself. That Even when folks around you sometimes, I've done some things that people around me weren't even sure that it was really God or that I should do it. They would say, the last time I, I built something, that a, a, a building project at our church, it was a recession. It was a recession. It was not a time to build. It was a recession. But the, the, the project got, was built, erected, and finished. You know, and so it didn't make sense. And a few people who were more experienced in ministry than me at the time said, you're building it at the wrong time. You're just making the wrong move. But maybe because banks weren't getting a lot of uh, giving a lot of loans or a lot of requests for loans. I hit it just right, you know, because they needed to to make some loans. And so uh, it happened. You know, I felt like I had to jump through hoops, but it ended up happening. And we built a, a a a really really good relationship with that bank because of it. Because at the end of the fifteen years, we paid it off.
0: You know, my spirit just grabbed onto. So that happened during a recession. Yes. And even though maybe hesitation might have creeped up, but you were able to overcome it, or what I like to say, push past it. Yes. And look what happened. Yes. So. Speak now to people that's listening. We're in a pandemic. We're in somewhat of a recession crisis moment here. So what other nuggets can you give people to push past this hesitation right in the middle of a pandemic so that that fear doesn't overtake
1: with the thing that God wants them to do? First, what you must remember is that this did not catch God off surprise. Mm -hmm. This didn't catch him by surprise. He wasn't caught off guard. He knew this would happen. He is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. He sees all, he knows all, he's everywhere at the same time. He already knew it. Mm-hmm. So he kept planning for, I mean, he kept getting us ready for it. I know my our ministry he was telling us to start talking about uh, that this year was going to be big, mm-hmm. that God was going to do big things. We had to start... Speaking about faith and talking, you know, and and bragging on God and boasting on God and seeing ourselves differently and 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 all of those things. And what he was doing, he was building us up for this, so that we were we would be ready for what has hit us. And maybe some people caught him off guard, but I am going to tell you, if you will change what you say about your situation and what you say about yourself, that God is not hemmed in, nor does He have boundaries that constrict Him when it comes to a pandemic. That okay. the pandemic is almost equivalent to a biblical famine, mm-hmm. and in the famine, if you ever read any any Bible characters that were in a famine. They were always blessed. Their house was always blessed. They always emerged and came out of it. A lot of times better than the folks around them. And so, you know, you know, remember the widow woman. She's going to she's going to die. So I'm going to make a, a, a cake for me and my son and die. Mm-hmm. It's a famine. But the prophet showed up and she sold into the prophet. He said, make me a cake first. She sold it to him, made a cake because it's only going to be two cakes, one for her and one for her son. So either she was going to give up her life or give up her son's life because both of them needed the same cake that he wanted. Mm-hmm. But the word says that. But God told him, I've instructed a widow woman there to to feed you. So he had to leave the brook, go to where the widow woman was. And a widow woman fed him because she had an instruction. Follow every instruction that God gives you, That's good. even if it seems like it makes no sense. Follow that instruction mm-hmm. and you will come through this better than when you went in. Do not look at the situation around you. Folks are getting contracting this disease. I mean, this, 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 uh, this virus. Some folks are dying, but you must speak to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You must speak. This is not for me. I will not die. I shall live and not die. You must speak to your finances and command that uh, command the finances to come to you from the north, the south, the east and the west and begin to thank God for the blessings before they arrive. You just got to thank him. God will move the gov- on the government. He'll move on your neighbors. Ooh, he'll good. move on your boss. Yes, he he'll is. move on your family members. If you're old enough, you got grown kids. He'll tell your children to bless come you. Come on. It'll yes. just come from everywhere. You'll find your enemies will say, God, why why something happening in my life and something changed and God told me to come and do this. Just today, I was telling my wife, just today I went to a funeral and this young man came up and just said, put your hand out. And as if you're gonna shake my hand. And what he ended up, what he ended up doing was um Putting some money in my hand. Wow. He said, this is for all the years that you have come and you've sown. And everything you've ever spoken about my life always came to pass.
2: Mm. He
1: said, look at you today. You're out here in the hot sun because the funeral was outside. you here in the hot sun so we could practice social distancing. And it wasn't a member of my church. It wasn't even the community I grew up in. You know, this community I used to preach, and he said, "This is the kind of stuff you've done consistently." Wow! And this young man put some money in my hand and sold something to me. So, you know, God is not limited to a pandemic. Hey, I'm getting blessed in this thing. Hey, I'm getting that. blessed in this yes, thing. He's protected me. I, I, I came in contact with some people who contracted the virus and I was tested. I'm negative, you know, and so, I, you know, what came to them didn't come to me. It's not to say I'm any better than them, but what it says is glory to God, that God covers me. He watches over me and he takes care of me because I was praying, Lord, don't let me bring this to my wife and my child. And God just he's covered me and he's protected me. He's protecting me. Now I'm using wisdom. I'm not just going around doing whatever I want to do. But the things I have to do, I'm not going to live in fear and hesitate about doing what God tells me to do.
0: That's so good. And yes, we God is. Blessing us, y'all. And both of us are in in a season where we're not hesitating on anything, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not hesitating on anything. And I've, I've had experiences of hesitation in my own life. But this season right here, we're just moving forward. Like you said, following all instructions from God. So. This has been good. Um, do you want to say one last final thought or one quick prayer to our listeners um, before we sign off today? Let me say this
1: before I pray. Let me, let me warn procrastinators. Mm-hmm. Uh, procrastination uh, is an enemy of faith. Procrastination sometimes is like first cousins to hesitation. Ooh,
2: wow!
1: And so you must stay out of procrastination and move with the things that God says. My wife is so much a better organizer than I am. You know, I she I work under pressure. She likes she likes us, mm-hmm. you know, specifically take time and plan for this and this and this. You know, I just flow better when there's pressure on me, when I got to yes. get it done, it just comes, <laughs> it comes, it comes. She'll be nervous about it and I'm just, I'm at ease because, okay, if I got to sit up till one o'clock and get it done, I got it all done and it's going to be good because, too far in advance, I'm just, I'm just lost with it. You know, I don't like that I'm like that. That's just, that's just how it is for me. And it for all these years, I won't tell you how many, but all these years, it's worked for me. And so I have to do what works. I don't wait till the last minute all the time. I try to. So when you preachers might, who might listen to this, you know how you plan and you pray and you want God to give you something and you just meditate and then you lay before God and get nothing. You get nothing. But then right in the last minute, it all comes and it flows and it just comes like that. For me, that's that's kind of how, how it is. Uh so I want to say to you procrastinators, don't procrastinate. Don't be hesitant. Mm. Hesitation in this season is gonna cause you to miss. Uh-oh. You must run with this thing. And it's an open season. It's an new un- season for unusual favor. And favor is on your life. Okay, we're gonna pray. All right. I want to thank you, Dr. First Lady woo, Ted. Woo, woo. This is this was this, this is was good. This is good to Steps me.
0: Steps on toes, thinking about things. This was this was good. So let's close this out in prayer.
1: Father, I want to thank you for those who will listen to this podcast. I just praise you, because you will give us uh, hearers who will hear your word. And the hearers after hearing your word will begin to move into action. They will put to work the plans that you've given them. They will no longer sit back and live in delay, but they will begin to be motivated by their faith to be able to accomplish the things that you said. I pray for folks who are just, God, in a valley. I speak to them and cause them to rise up and live, that they would come forth, because now is the time that the Father is seeking for those who worship him in spirit and truth. He's looking for true worshipers. So allow them, oh God, to put on a garment of praise. And begin, oh God, to begin to arm themselves with worship. Yes. And as they worship you, they will hear you. They will sense you. They will feel you. And they will come out of that place of despair. I thank you now. I pray for our communities. Pray for our neighborhoods. I pray for, Father, I pray for our nation. I pray for the world. Yes. This pandemic, that has hit the entire globe. Yes. I just speak healing right now in yes. the name of Jesus. Yes. I thank you for it now. I speak healing. And I pray even now, oh God, that you would help us, Lord, even through this to come through for you, the Lord God, that healeth all our diseases. So we thank you for healing right now. And we praise you in advance. I speak, God, blessings upon blessings on your people. Oh God, that you will cause them to make moves and decisions that will push them into overflow. And that those who've been waiting and looking and waiting patiently for you will now begin to see your hand move in their lives. Thank Thank you for it now pray for families that this will not divide us, but it will bring us closer. I pray for churches that they will not be weak, but they will become strong in faith yes. and they will walk out there. They will walk out, God, of your plan for their lives. I thank you for it now. And I give you glory. And it is in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening. And please um if you have not followed our, our podcast, sign up for our podcast, subscribe to our podcast. That's the word I was looking for. We appreciate your support and um we'll we'll talk to you on another episode. All right.